Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Little Women. We are three best friends who wanted to create a platform to communicate with an audience similar to our age, teenagers. We discuss relevant topics from significant movements to simple teenage issues that feel like the end of the world. Be on the lookout for our special guest episodes to learn about all the different kinds of people who have taken their time to not only educate us, but also you guys, giving an endearing insight into their lives. Okay, so today we are lucky enough to have another episode with a very special guest who we are all big, a big fan of. Her name is Emma Cantrell-Miller and she's a very talented author who's very successful on platforms such as Wattpad and TikTok. We're all currently reading her Harry Styles fan fiction called Cherry, which has over three million reads and we're obsessed with it. <laughs> I do feel like it's one of those stories that makes you want to scream into a pillow because it's like so soft and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so... Hi. <laughs> oh my goodness i'm so happy to be here and just doing all this with you guys so well yeah we're really happy you're here <laughs> again thank you so thank much for doing you. this with us it's great to have you on of course um, so we've got some questions for you and we've also got some fan questions so i right. think we'll just get right on into it if that's all right so um yes why don't you explain to our listeners then um sort of how did you get into wattpad writing how did you start writing fan fiction where did it all begin for you? Well, I started reading, like, okay, well, I started reading, like, actual books. Like, I have always been, like, a, re- a real, like, big book person. Like, I have my own, like, <laughs> library pretty much in my room. Um, I've, or since I was a kid, I did. And so I've always loved reading. And then I got into One Direction and all the, all the boy bands, <laughs> of course, whenever I was, like, 10 years old. <laughs> And then throughout middle school, people were telling me about, like, this thing called Wattpad. And I was like, what is that? And they were like, it's, it's, it's just Wattpad. <laughs> like, you have, to, you have to go on there. And I was like, okay. So I think I was, like, 13 or 14 the first time I ever read a fan fiction. And then I remember the first one that I actually, like, vividly remember reading is After. Everybody read After, of course, <laughs> right? You know, everybody knows that one. So I read that. And then I think my freshman year of high school, I wrote my first fan fiction. It was trash. <laughs> The worst thing you've ever read in your entire life like think of the worst fan fiction you've ever read it worse <laughs> than that, I promise. it was so bad the plot line was awful the characters just everything because i didn't know what i was doing and then throughout high school i like took them down off wattpad and then like i kept reading fan fiction but i got into like creative writing classes and um i got really into just writing in general and my my teachers were always like you know you you have a gift at this you're really good at this and i was like eh, whatever <laughs> and then I stopped with the whole fan fiction and then back last year, I 2019, so January of 2019, I was like thinking about fan fiction for some reason. I think I saw something on like on like Instagram or something. I don't remember. And or it was when after came out. That's what it was. It was right when after the movie had come out. And I was like, I really hope I deleted all those fan fictions off the top <laughs> I was like, what's gonna happen if I go on there? And then like my fan fiction has like three million reads and everyone just knows because it was my name. Like my username was my actual name and I was like no, no. I was like, I got, I panicked. So I went back on, and then I got in a rabbit hole and started reading fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and I read Malignant, and then it gave me an idea for a fan fiction, and then I started writing a fan fiction called Smoke, which is not on my Wattpad. Um, for good reason, it's not. <laughs> and then the first one that really, like, took off for me, like, first fan fiction that really took off for me, that did really well, was stylist i don't know if you guys have read that one no i haven't read that one yet. um but stylist is like the first one that really kind of like 
got like I remember I got when I got like a hundred thousand views I bought myself a cake put a hundred k on it and stuff like I thought I was so cool and I was so excited about it and through stylist series I started writing cherry just because my best friend she gave me the idea she was like what if there was this fan fiction about this and I was like oh that's a good idea so then I started writing it and then it just like the first chapter got like two thousand reads and I was like what is going on what is this why is this happening and then it just literally every single time I hit a new milestone when I hit a million I was like there's no way that just happened and then now I'm at three million I literally hit three million like yesterday I think or two days ago and I was like how (laughs) did I just and like people are comparing my the coolest part is people comparing my story to fan fictions that like I've read and I've like looked up to and I've like grown on like stall and Ariel and I've never read Ariel but it's like it's one of those fan fictions that everybody yeah. knows and like Malignant and all those stories that like I love people are like Cherry is just like that and I'm like dude no. <laughs> like that, like no like that's just so crazy to me it's just insane great oh well um so have you do you do like other writing then or is it at the moment just fan fiction so yeah high school is really really started writing other stuff too so I have written a bunch of other stuff too I just I guess like the reason I even do fan fiction because most of the time like if I'm being completely honest when I write it like I incorporate Harry Styles into it but I don't really even imagine Harry Styles (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is so weird but I don't especially in the ones that are like AU fan fiction so they're not having to do with his real life like I really don't imagine him so yeah I mean like I've written like full-length stories before like actual like real books about like not Harry Styles <laughs> yeah. and they're like other people's names and other descriptions and stuff and I have I just genuinely I have no idea what I would do with any of them <laughs> so I haven't done anything with any of it but I've yeah since high school I've loved just writing in general whether it's short stories or real stories or fan fiction great <laughs> right. uh Jaylen, do you want to go with your questions um yeah so considering how successful like cherry has been and how many people have been like watching it and stuff and people are getting so excited and so invested like summer was literally crying would you ever consider professionally publishing and if you did do you have any hopes of where it would go because after for example that's now become a film and people are invested in like the film just as much as the books right and all honesty i don't think i'd ever like I don't know if I would ever publish like Cherry, for example, because Cherry is like it's so heavily involved with his music Mm. that like I would have to change so much Mm. of it. And I feel like what it is now is like it's like a like a safe it's almost like a safe spot for fans because like part of why I did what I did with Cherry was to showcase pretty much going against like things like after and, and like books like that. That's what I wanted with this book. And like just the advice that the story gives and stuff like that is a great aspect of it. And it feels like a safe space to like teach people things, I feel like. So I love that aspect of it, but it is so heavily focused on his music. And a lot of the teachings in the story are focused on his music. So like, if I had to change all of that, I feel like it just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't feel the same. It would be a different book, I think. Right. It would still be a great story, I feel like, but I feel like it wouldn't be the same. Mm. So if anyone was ever like, let's publish this, but we have to change everything. I'd be like, um, that's not my book. You know, like, that's not my story. And like, as much, again, as much as I would love that, if I was to publish any of my books, I don't think Cherry would be the one, despite how popular it is. I just feel like the changes that would be made would just not, 
like it would it wouldn't be the book it wouldn't be my book anymore yeah, yeah, if I that makes sense that, yeah. but I I would I, I could see myself possibly publishing a book of some sort someday I don't know though yeah. I have no idea yeah. <laughs> um well obviously you're at uni and you do social media and you're writing a lot on the side so how are you able to balance everything (laughs) (laughs) so that yeah that's a a lot of people I've had to deal with a lot of people just like like a lot of people just say things like oh you have like so much time on your hands you have this and the other when in reality I don't (laughs) um (laughs) literally at all because people always like get upset about me not answering like dms or emails and things like that but like genuinely so quarantine has been like a blessing and a curse because I have now that I don't have to like go to like actual school right now obviously it's summer but like before I didn't have to go to actual school so I had a lot more time in my hands but whenever I was in school my schedule I'm a musical theater major so being a musical theater major is a lot more taxing than a regular major in senses of like I got to school at eight in the morning And I went to classes. I would have, like, certain breaks throughout the day, like, little, like, hour-long breaks or whatever. Mm. And then through those breaks, I would um, either be writing or doing homework, one of the two. And sometimes I would make TikToks at school. You've probably (laughs) seen them. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) But um, I would either be writing or doing homework in those little breaks and then going to the rest of my classes. And then throughout the end of the day, so by the time the end of the day got around, so around, like, four-ish I would be done with my classes and then depending on if it was show week I would go straight to the dressing room and get ready um if it's not show week then I have rehearsals every single night except for Monday nights so I would go to rehearsal from six o'clock to ten o'clock and then I have a 30 minute drive home I would go home finish off my homework and go to bed um (laughs) and then on the weekends it would be on Monday nights I would work at my I had a I had a regular job I just quit that job to pursue social media but on Monday nights, I had my job that I would work at. I was a waitress at a restaurant. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I'd get out of rehearsal at 5, and at 5.30, I'd go straight into work. So I was, like, there was never a time where I just wasn't doing anything. And my friends would, like, see a notification on Wattpad of me, like, posting. And they're like, Emma, aren't you at work? And I'm like, yes. But I had to, like, edit this chapter and post it because I promised I'd post it. <laughs> so, like, every little bit of time I have, I'm doing something, yeah. whether it's, like, making a TikTok or writing or you know designing merch or on social media doing something like I'm always doing something I promise <laughs> like constantly and it's a lot of work and it's it can get really stressful at times to the point where I like literally just lay in bed at the end of the day I'm like I don't want to do this anymore I'm tired of it I love it but I don't I don't love it not right now yeah that makes sense so it gets to be a lot but like managing time has become like something that I've been I've gotten really good at like managing my time and like just scheduling things out and placing things like I'll be like okay so you get home at 10 you have an hour to write if you don't finish your chapter you can finish it the next day then you have an hour to do homework and you have the rest of the night to sleep then you have to wake up get ready at this time do this that and the other and like that's it's just about time management which has been very hard for me to understand and learn especially since everything that's been going on but I've done it and I'm surprised that I have (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine like how much stuff you have to pile into one day. Yeah, it's, um, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it's like every night I like sit in my bed and I'm like, okay, tomorrow you have to put makeup on, take a promo picture for this, make a few TikToks, clean your bedroom. Then you have plans this part. You have to do this thing. You have to do that. And then you have to take this picture and do that. <laughs> it's like it's like I plan it in my head and I mentally write it down and the next day I forget everything. Yeah, <laughs> of course. 
Okay, next question. What has been your favorite book to write? Honestly, I mean, okay, so I have connections to every single story, like, all around. Every single one that I've written, I've had some type of, like, major connection to because, you know, writing stories and stuff, obviously you connect, even if it has nothing. Like, I wrote a story called You Should See Her in a Crown, and it's literally about kings and queens. Like, obviously, I know nothing about that. Like, I'm not, I've never experienced that. I've never experienced anything like that. But you always find things to connect yourself to your stories when you write. Yeah. So in that way, I've loved every aspect of my stories because it takes a different part of me into another story. So like with Stylist, it took like that closed off part of me that, that I have inside of me that I don't want to share. And I, I put that in a story and like the way that I've gotten through that. And then like I took one of my, in real life, like my best friends, he was inspiration for one of my characters, I guess. Yeah. In one of my stories, too. So, like, I take those things and just put them in my stories. But, like, writing-wise, I think the coolest story, of course, is going to have to be Cherry <laughs> for me. Yeah. Because, like, genuinely, I just started writing it just for fun. Just because I got the idea. And I was like, you know what? Why not? And then it literally just took off. And Cherry herself, like, the character Cherry, I have such a strong connection to her, like, personally. Like, who I am. <laughs> I I resemble her a lot yeah. and like not even in the sense that like I put myself in the story so I can like date Harry Styles <laughs> like, that's not why I, I just like I put and I subconsciously did it a lot of the things too because like people are always like it's like more so the reason I did it was so I could give advice to the readers yeah without because I can't answer every DM that I get I can't you know message every single person back because literally I have like over 500 600 DMs that I haven't read and I get more and more every single day. So, like, I know a lot of people message me about, like, relationship advice and confidence and things like that. And I wanted to showcase that in a way that I knew people could see it. So that's why Cherry resembles me a lot. And that's why that story is so much it's, – it's a lot of fun for me to write because, like, I know people enjoy it. And I know people are, like, looking forward to those chapters, which is so much fun to <laughs> me. Like, like, posting it and then seeing the notifications go from zero to literally, like, 2,000 in, like, three minutes. <sighs> Like people yeah. just jump on it, and I love it. I love reading comments. And oh, the comments are sometimes just, the best part. Yeah. I love reading my <laughs> like, comments so, so much. funny, some of them. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's... It's, Cherry's also a story that I know, like... It's, it's going to be, like, my favorite story that I've written in a sense of, like... I literally... I feel, I feel the same emotions that you guys feel. Like, I <laughs> promise you. When I'm writing, and I write something, like, I'm not going to spoil it, of, of course, but, like certain chapters I'm sitting there writing and there's literally tears coming down my face while I'm like writing these and I'm like I wish I didn't have to hurt you I love you too I'm like I love you sis and it's so bad and then I was thinking about the ending of the story because of course every story has to come to an end I was thinking about it the other day and I literally started crying and then my husband walked in he was like what you do I was like just don't worry about it just don't worry about it so I have such a connection to Cherry. So my answer is Cherry. Long story. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. The next question. This is one of my questions because I love Cherry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what, That's what another is, story. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite Harry Styles song? Okay. From like the first album and the second album. Or Overall. Both. I would say. Yeah. Overall, it has to be Sunflower Volume 6. 
but Cherry is a close, close second. I don't know. I, I, it's, it has to be the story, of course, that pushed that song so far up because it was in my top five, but now it's like almost tied with my Sunflower Line yeah. 6. And Only Angel is one of my favorites. I too. love that song. I <laughs> love that song so much. I have Angel Wings tattooed on my foot. Oh, really? For on, Only Angel and Hey Angel by One Direction yeah. for both of those songs. And then I have um, Sunflower Volume 6 inspired tattoo on my thigh, too. <laughs> and I'm getting a cherry tattoo. So, <laughs> great. Dedication. Oh. Um, exactly. <laughs> I feel like, as well, like when I'm reading Cherry, it's a bit different as well because I, because you put the songs in so much. I was literally mm-hmm. listening to, I think it was, like, Kiwi the other day. And I was remembering, I was like, wait, like, I have a connection to this song now because of what you've written before. And it was just so weird. It was, like, Mamma Mia. Like, have you ever seen that? Um, <laughs> how, like, yeah. every time I hear the ABBA song, I think of, like, the moment in the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just really weird, like, the same thing. Sorry, that was a tangent. So many people, it's okay. So many people have told me that. And I love, I love hearing that. Like when people are like, every single time I hear Fine Line, I cannot help but think of like Darling. I can't help but think of it. And it, and like just what happens. That just, that makes me happy too. Because like not, I didn't mean to like ruin it for you guys. Like, <laughs> it's made it better. Like, it's made it better. Because like, I know a lot of people struggle with making connections to songs and like understanding. And of course, just like Darling says, there's, you're never going to be able to understand people's music that they write because you'll never know what they were feeling yeah. you can connect it to your life and try to understand what you know it means in your own head but like I know a lot of people struggle with doing that and making that connection so I explain fine line in the way that it made sense to me through the story and the whole album because it's such a complex album mm. I explained how it made sense to me and a lot of people are like this makes so much more sense mm. than what I was trying to think of it as so like I don't know I just I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually recently bought both the album albums on uh, vinyl, and I was listening to Fine Line, and I um, like lowered the um, bass, I think it is, so that it was going uh-huh. and the speed, so it was going a lot slower. So it's an already emotional song, and then I was reading right. Cherry as well, and I actually just started crying. It's <laughs> <laughs> so emotional. Really it's okay. There's so many songs that like like not Harry Styles songs, just regular songs that I will like. I'll hear. And I'll hear like a like super pretty piano part in it or something like that, and like the lyrics relate to Darling and Harry, and I'm always like sitting there and I just like get chills on my body and I'm like, Darling literally wrote this. Song. <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise. Like I literally in my head, I'm like she wrote it, even though she's literally not even a real. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, okay, so next question we've got is, um, so most of your books about Harry Styles, as we have identified yes <laughs> um so how do you kind of manipulate not manipulate but like how do you create different versions of him because he is one person but there's so many like different versions in your different books like how do you manage to change him in different books honestly that's such a like like that question in itself is just so it that's all gonna be hard to answer <laughs> because like this sounds so stupid but like the main okay so when i plan out I when I write fan fictions or books in general I have journals like so many journals and I plan out the whole pretty much the whole story before I even start Mm -hmm. like the first chapter and so when I write fan fictions I always like plan in detail my female characters that I'm writing like in utter detail like she was born at this exact like literally (laughs) like every detail of their life and I never really plan a lot about Harry (laughs) like ever 
so whenever I start writing I guess it just kind of like like I don't I really don't even know like I always I always I've never been one to make I can I've never written like a dark Harry fan fiction Mm -hmm. everyone knows that (laughs) it's very very hard for me to write him in that light I don't know why I enjoy reading them I've just never written Mm. one but so most of my Harrys are similar in the sense of like how they treat women of course yeah but (laughs) I guess it's more so the aspect of like they revolve around my female character yeah 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 because in like in like Stylus my other really popular story Harry is very open and he's just very bright and happy and cheeky and he just talks to everybody he's very just out there whatever and he's super just like loves loves people loves everything and I feel like that aspect of Harry Styles is very prominent and we see that a lot like in real life yeah And my main character in that story was very closed off, literally wouldn't even speak to him, like, could not stand him, did not want to talk to him, was like, nope, (laughs) not getting involved with you. So, like, that aspect of it, he revolved around that. So then with Cherry, she is kind of, in the beginning of the story, she is very, like, she's she's very, got her heart on her sleeve, like, we'll tell you things if you ask. Like, she's not open outwardly, we'll tell everyone everything and just be whatever. But, you know, if you ask her something, she's going to tell you. She's not, she's not a secretive person. He is the complete opposite. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's just, like, me trying to, like, make the, like, know that I'll have conflict in the story later on is making them complete opposites. Yeah. Okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. And then, like, honestly, it also, it also depends on the era that I'm doing with Harry because, like, <laughs> in the story that I wrote called It's Complicated, it was long-haired Harry oh. and long-haired Harry he just exudes confidence. They just feel like they... You know what I'm I saying? I cannot believe... They're not the same person. Like, mm-hmm. you cannot convince me that they're <laughs> the same person. And so, like, writing Long-Haired Harry is so much different than writing, like, Harry Styles when he's writing his first album. Like, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's easy to, like, just see them as different people, yeah. I guess, if that makes sense. When I write in different eras, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like we've kind of covered this uh, question a little bit. But um, what inspiration do you have for any of the characters in Cherry? Like you already said some of Cherry's characters based on you. Um, yes. But did you have any other fanfics or any other inspiration for that story? Cherry in itself. Honest, honestly, no. Like, every, that's, the, that's a question I get a lot mm-hmm. is, like, inspiration for the story in itself, inspiration for this, like, whatever. And honestly, the main inspiration of the story in itself is fine line like it's it's the album <laughs> yeah, itself yeah, yeah. like genuinely because like of course fine line was written about one of it was written about harry's ex-girlfriend from what we know of yeah. course but like we don't know her we don't know him really like we know what we think we yeah. know if that makes sense so like i took i took the characters that i made up in my mind like in my mind i made up characters when i first heard the album and, like, I made up a plot line in my head when I first heard the album of what I think happened and how I think this relates to him and whatever and blah, 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 blah. So when my friend gave me the idea, I took all of that and I made it into, like, into what it is. Like, genuinely, like, there was no – the only inspiration from my real life that I really put into Cherry was Cherry herself. Like, like her as a person. Yeah. Because, like, the char- like, all the other characters, like Sandy – Easton, you know, Mitch in the story, all of that, like, Bowie. I've never really had any 
people like that in a sense like I've never had like a cat that talks back to me pretty much you know like that me, I, was <laughs> I back love that me, cat like, now now I do my cat literally my cat my cat Zeppelin <laughs> he meows back at me now but like I never had that I never had like I've never I don't I mean I write music but not like like not like that not yeah. professionally like I don't know so it just kind of came from my brain <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how else to explain that. <laughs> um, well, the next question we have is, well, you said earlier that you ended up leaving your waitressing job. How were you able yes. to make social media like a job? How were you able to have like an income from it? And Well, it's so I never I've always in my life, like always wanted to do something with like social media and influencing in general. Yeah. Um, and so I've tried really hard with Instagram and whatever. And then actually a year ago today, <laughs> my fiance at the time, husband now, he was like, you should get on TikTok. You're pretty, you know, you're kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> you might, you could do some of those little dancey TikToks, whatever. <laughs> Maybe you'll get some followers. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And he was like, just do it. So I did. And then I posted a video by Harry Styles. And then it got like a, a thousand likes or something. And I was like, I'm so cool. I'm like, <laughs> I literally was like, I'm so cool. I'm the coolest person that's ever walked the earth. Literally, Levi, look at me now. Like, <laughs> my husband, like, whatever. And then a year later, I'm at, like, almost 100,000 followers, I think, or something like that. And on my Instagram at the time, I only had, like, 4,000 followers. Now I have, like, 26, 27,000 or something like that. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> so the aspect of that in itself was insane to me. Like, every single time I'd hit, again, same with Cherry, every single time I'd hit a new milestone, They'd be like, I mean, you have 10,000 followers. I'd be like, dude, (laughs) like, are you kidding me? And it was just so crazy to me. And like people like commenting on my things and they're like, I stand you. And I was like, wait, but like, I'm a stand. So what do you mean? Like, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I have fans because I am a fan, I guess. And the coolest part about it is the aspect of, like, everybody around me, like, my mom and my sister and even my husband that were like, this will literally bring you nothing in life. Stop doing it. (laughs) And then now it's literally my job. And they're like, okay, you proved me wrong. You proved me wrong with that one. And I'm like, okay, I know. Um, (laughs) But throughout all of it, I started selling merch. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, like, my main source of income is is merch and, like, things like that because I have my own merch shop, which I know – I think we, we said we we're going to talk about that today, yeah, too. But. Yeah. So I won't say too much about it, but I have my own merch shop, and through that I make a good bit of my money. And then um, I actually do, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you see that I post a lot about other people's merch, too. Um, so people will pay me to wear their merch and TikToks and things like yeah. that. So I make money that way. So TikTok in itself does not pay me, and Instagram in itself does not pay me, but people and brands will pay me, and then my own brand pays me. So that's how I've done it. And it's insane to me that I get to just work from home and make TikToks all day. And that's my <laughs> source of income. Like, that's insane. But I, I love it. So I'm very happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you are on so many platforms, a fan wanted to know how do you deal with any hate comments that you get? So at first, like, I never, I never really got hate comments when I first started everything. So it was, like, July to, like, November-ish. Like, end of October that I just never really got any hate everyone was really supportive everyone was really sweet and they're like I love your TikToks you know you're awesome whatever and I was like thank you guys (laughs) whatever you know and then in around like October and November people started like 
you know, finding little things and just like nitpicking and just being like reposting my TikToks and being like, you're so cringy. Like, why would you post this? Like, you're annoying, like this, that, and the other, and like little things. And then I got to the point where people would just like tell me that I shouldn't be alive anymore, honestly. Really? And yeah, it's gotten to the point where like people will just send me DMs and they're like, you're like, call me the worst names possible. Like, just say all this stuff, like, make claims about like what kind of a person I am say that they they know me because someone in middle school that they are friends with knows me and I'm like okay but if you like if you knew me when I was in middle school like you don't I'm I'm literally 20 years old 13 year old Emma and 20 year old Emma are not the same people (laughs) but I at first it got to me a lot and it like to the point where I just I would cry and cry and get so upset about it and call my friends and like all this stuff and then I don't know when it clicked, but part of me, I guess it was when everything kept, like, it still kept going. Like, I still kept getting more followers. I still kept, you know, making new friends. I still kept getting these opportunities. And I was like, these, like, six comments I get every week of people not liking me don't, like, the six people that keep DMing me saying that they hate me doesn't even amount to the 27,000 people that are following me. You know, the more that they hate me, the more attention that I will get from that if but like because the thing about it is is like when people get hate a lot of the times people are getting hate for things that they can't control so what I tell myself is like if I'm doing absolutely nothing wrong and they are hating me for literally no reason like I'm not doing anything but being myself and doing something I love and they're hating me for that that's a them problem not a me problem yeah yeah like that's not my fault that is not that has nothing to do with me it has to do with them and that's kind of just how I tell myself that, like, that's not my fault. If I ever did actually do something wrong, I would take complete, like, I would take, I would take, what's the word? Responsibility. Responsibility. <laughs> I, would take, responsibility. <laughs> I would take responsibility for it. I would take responsibility for it and I would apologize and I would do what I needed to do possible to, like, fix the problem yeah. if I ever did something like that wrong. But if I don't, because a lot of the times, like, recently especially, like, like not recently, but, like, throughout it all, it's, like, people are, like, just commenting on, like, my the way I look or my TikToks or my outfits or something. And I'm, like, that has nothing to do with me. That has to do with them mm. and the hatred they have in their heart. So that's the way I deal with it. I say, it's not my fault, it's theirs. Unless I have to do something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we mentioned about your merch earlier. Um, so when did you actually, like, decide that you were going to do merch? So I started my merch and like the website in itself um, on like a really small like marketing thing on Teespring, I think it was, in like November or October of last year of 2019. And I didn't really make much money from it because I just put like random designs here and there, like whatever. Like I just did little things here and there and like I would make a, a few, like a few, like 20 bucks here, 40 bucks there, whatever. And it was like extra money. It was cool. And then when quarantine started, I decided, like, I'm going to make an actual website. I'm going to have a designer that works with me, and we're going to work together on this. So it's not just going to be me designing. So I have a friend. Her name is Danielle. She's incredible. She's worked with other people, like, celebrities before and, like, just everything. She's incredible. And I was like, I'm actually going to do this the right way. So I got my own actual website, and this was, like, around March, I think, maybe. (laughs) I I think. (laughs) February, March, something like that. But we started coming up with all these ideas and we started designing. And then through that, it started picking up. I made my own Instagram for it. And then 
I just promoted it on my pages, like my social media, like my TikTok and my Instagram. And then people started following it. And then more people from there and more people from there. And then I did giveaways and things like that. And it just, it just took off. And that's when I realized I was like, this is smart. (laughs) This is smart. This is smart. And my mom was like, how much are you making? I told her and she was like, okay, you're right. Smart. (laughs) I'm like, thank you. Um, That's great. Are you wearing your own, are you wearing your own merch now? No, this is from a different shop. It's one of my friend's shops. So I've, like, made friends with a lot of the shop owners, too, which is crazy. Because, like, they'll DM me and ask to send me stuff. And I be- just become really good friends with them. But she actually lives in Georgia, where I live, too. So her name is Natasha. And her shop is called Shop Love Simply. <laughs> you guys have probably seen her shop before, like, everywhere. Mm. She has, like, more followers than I have on Instagram in itself on her merch page. <laughs> like, she's incredible. <laughs> so, no, this is her her shirt. I was going to wear some of my own merch, but then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to your motto. When we called the other day, you mentioned it. So it's exist loudly, fangirl proudly. Um, this is a fan yes. question, by the way. Um, what does exist loudly mean to you? Exist loudly means to do everything with no hesitation, more so, and to not be ashamed of that. Because I think in today's, not as much today, but like, previous you know past few years I feel like being a fangirl or fanboy or just a like a major super fan of anything not even just Harry Styles not just One Direction like anything Mm. people look down on that and they're like you're just being crazy like you're being obsessive like you're being annoying whatever and I think that that is it just that gets that gets me so angry when people say things like that because like being a fan of something is a great way to put your passion somewhere It's a great way to find hope in things when you feel like you have no hope. Mm -hmm. And I think existing loudly is taking, taking anything that you do that you have passion and not caring if anybody else says anything about it. You know, if you love reading and people call you book nerd or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Take that and say, you know what? I am. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Because people sit there and they look at me whenever I post my TikToks to me like crying over this or (laughs) fangirling over that and like, you're so annoying. And I'm like, oh, yep, you're right. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? I am annoying. I know myself. You know, you're great. It's fine. Like existing loudly is taking everything that you're passionate about and not and just and just loving it and embracing it and just continuing that passion with not a care in the world about anybody else yeah. or anything else or any outside forces that might try to stop that because they shouldn't matter because you care about you and you want you want that so existing loudly and fangirling probably yeah you know? <laughs> I feel like I feel like when you embrace like yourself as, as well like the stuff that you love people find it harder to like have a go at you with stuff exactly because so many people used I mean like in middle school and everything like that I know I never really I know a lot of people do but I never really got much like hatred for being a fangirl but you know some people did like make fun of me for the way the way I acted over Harry Styles and One Direction and people would make fun of me for that kind of stuff so I kind of throughout high school stopped doing it outwardly Mm. like I wouldn't wear my shirts anymore I wouldn't do anything the rest of high school like I literally didn't I did not Harry Styles was not a mention in my life he was in my life yeah I was obsessed (laughs) with him in One Direction still when his album came out I cried by myself at midnight like you know what I'm saying like it was a whole thing and that album helped me through so much but I never, like, outwardly fangirled, you know? Yeah. I think it was, like, sophomore year when I stopped doing it, like, outwardly fangirling like that. And then when I got into college and I realized, like, I'm with people that genuinely don't care. Like, these people could care less if I did anything like that. Mm. And I was like, why am I keeping this in the inside anymore? Like, this is stupid. Like, I 
I'm a musical theater major, major, like in itself. Like that's enough for someone that like people <laughs> make fun of me for that all the time. They're like, "What are you gonna do with that in your life?" And I'm like, "You know what? Who cares?" <laughs> so I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do whatever I want. And I'm gonna do it proudly, and I'm gonna have fun with it." And I did. And then I realized like there's so many other people that are probably going through the exact same thing, like mm-hmm. hiding that side of them and not wanting to let that out because they're afraid of what other people are gonna say, or they're afraid of getting called stupid or whatever because you know I you know because most most people's comments is like oh you know Harry Styles is never gonna know who you are and it's like you know what I don't care if he doesn't know who I am because I know who he is he's (laughs) helped me whether he knows who I am or not Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's just like the point I try to make with it it's like you know what who cares if people don't like you for it who cares if your friends tell you you're stupid and they ask you to stop talking about it they're not your friends yeah yeah you know and I I yeah I just think that everyone should embrace whatever side of them that they have, they should embrace it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's about fangirling or it's about being anything, you know, just mm-hmm. existing loudly is having no shame in who you are, more so. Oh, well, that's great. I think, you know, like, because you have a platform as well and that you use that platform to send the same message to all of your followers and listeners and readers. Um, so we've got a few more questions. Um, I feel like we've kind of covered this a little bit, but do you ever pre-write your chapters or do you just do them as you go along or what's the situation with that? I plan out my chapters before I write them. So I always have um, a plan for what chapter I'm doing next and like what's going to happen, like the key points and what's going to happen, you know, if there's going to be like this or that (laughs) or (laughs) whatever happens. Like I always plan that aspect of it, but I never like I never pre-write chapters so a lot of people are like post the next chapter and I'm like I haven't even started the next chapter and they're like what do you mean and I'm like I haven't written it (laughs) (laughs) like I haven't started it so no I don't pre-write chapters the only time I'll pre-write a chapter is if I want to do a double update so like sometimes I'll do double updates when I know I'm leaving people off on a cliffhanger and they're (laughs) gonna want more so I'll do a double update so I don't have to wait and that's the only time I'll like ever have like a pre-written chapter but other than that no, I, I write as I go along because if I pre-write everything, then I'll get stressed out and I won't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, do you have like a schedule for when you do it or do you just do it kind of when you have time? Or I honestly, I just most of the time when I'm writing, I do it at night. Um, so I always write whenever I have like background noise on. So when I'm watching my shows, I don't write. But when my husband turns on his shows, <laughs> I'm sitting there in my on my computer writing. So I'm, like, paying attention to what's going on on his shows. But I'm just, like, writing, you know, and putting yeah. my headphones in, listening to music, whatever, like that. So I normally write at night. Um, I normally write every night, just a little bit at least. But um, back when school was a thing, like, when I was – of course, when school was a thing, when COVID <laughs> wasn't taking over <laughs> and I was in school, I would um, – I would schedule like certain breaks and I would be like, okay, write on this day for this three hour break that you have. And you can write the entire time, get a chapter out. You're good. And then now I just kind of, whenever I have time, I just, I write. Mm, yeah. Can I just okay. say like, you know how you like put all the songs in? It is yes. so like smart how you do it. <laughs> like the ones with, like what, how you say about like what fine line means to you and like, it just sounds exactly like there's the song. so many songs too that like have 
have like fine lines in the songs that aren't Harry Styles songs. It's like the one that everyone like really was like, Gee, "How did you find the song, Emma? Like, what even <laughs> was whatever?" It was the chapter. So there was medicine was a chapter for Harry Styles' song medicine, and then the chapter after that was a song called Deep End, and the song had a line that said, um, "I'll be your medicine if you let me." Yeah, like give you reasons to get out of bed, this, that, and the other, and like. I love music so much and I search for music every single week. Every day I go on my Spotify and I find artists I like and I like create radio stations for them so I can find new artists and new songs. And I have playlists for every fan fiction I've written, every fan fiction I'm going to write. I have playlists for everything. And if it somewhat even correlates, I'm like, playlist, done, yeah. period. There's, there's <laughs> one that I've just remembered that like, this was the one that like, I think I was crying about the other day. I don't want like, to like fully spoil it, but it's the pink and the blue thing and how it contributes to the fine line album that was the thing yeah, that i was crying about see the co- the color thing like i've i've always that's another thing that like people i've i wanted i wanted to tell people is like the aspect of colors and themselves and like how important they are in my life is something i've always wanted to put in a story and i never have so like i years ago was talking about like i did this i wrote this whole like like intro and like a journal and whatever about being a color and like this that and the other and whatever and then throughout that I started writing colors and like picking a favorite color every day and it was something I just did with myself like I never did it with anybody else it was just my own thing and then when I wrote the story I wanted to put colors in it because I felt like Cherry was such a character that could like she was a character that could definitely you know have that like in her Mm -hmm. life and, and and love colors like that because colors are important I love colors so much and they're not appreciated the way they need to be, but you know what I'm saying? So then the aspect of the, the pink thing was more so like that. The funniest part about pink and blue and like the whole thing about it was it was an accident in the story. <laughs> so the pink thing, I was on FaceTime with my friend and I was like, what color do you think Harry Styles would be? Don't ask why. Just, just answer. Like, what color do you think he would be? Update. She was like, like a light pink. Like we just pink found pink. out that they're actually doing something on the One Direction reunion. <laughs> there, the, the, I, I, I told, this is Emma speaking. I told <laughs> my whole family, my, I told my husband, I told all my friends, I said, I believe in something happening on this reunion as much as I believe in my marriage lasting. And that's a lot. <laughs> so y'all better. And they were like, Emma, I would not say that out loud. And I was like, I know that something's going to happen and something's going to happen. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I knew they wouldn't just like leave us with nothing. I'm so excited. Oh my God. We're about to get interactive videos. We're about to get the infinity music video. And oh right my now, God. Bet money on it. We are getting that music video. And if we don't, I'm suing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, we got so far through that episode, and then we just got cut off, and then we left, and then we came back, and it was, like, this whole thing. <laughs> this whole One Direction. So One for, Direction reunion. Yeah, for the listeners, it's probably, like, what the hell is going on? Like, we just, <laughs> we're recording, and then we're back, and then, um, yeah, anyway, let's get back to the interview. <laughs> I don't think I can. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all hyped up. Same. Someone, someone needs a minute. Um, okay, right. Our final question <laughs> uh, to you is, um, why should people go and read Cherry? Um, how is it different from the other stories? Why should we read it? Well, <laughs> I'll say please. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, honestly, I, this is the way I explained it. I've explained it to my, like, to my friends and my family and stuff. So Cherry, I feel like Cherry is more so, like, 
honestly, it's it's not really like a fan fiction. In a lot of ways, the only aspect of it that makes it a fan fiction is the aspect of Harry Styles, of course. Mm-hmm. But, like, the relationships within the story, I feel like, feel so real. Like, they're not, it's not about, like, it's not focused on Harry Styles. It's focus like, genuinely, the focus in the story is on everyone in the story. Like, everyone is important. He's not the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And, like I said before, I, like, kind of slightly mentioned it, but, like, I wrote Cherry, too. Like, when I started writing it, I did kind of write it as, like, a contradiction to a lot of other Wattpad stories in the sense of so many girls and, and boys read these stories on Wattpad and they think that a toxic relationship is normal. They think that abusive, whether it's verb- verbally or not verbally, like, physically, is normal. They think that using, like, sexual stuff like that, that's, that's a way to get love. They think that, that using that kind of stuff, using your body, is a way to get love because of reading this, because we all read them at such a young age. So in the process mm-hmm. of writing Cherry, I wanted to showcase the aspect of, you know, a strong female in the sense of she's been through so much stuff and she has been hurt time and time again and she has been through those toxic relationships, but she told herself no more. Yeah. And she got out of that and she said, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And then I wanted to show a healthy relationship in the sense of there's still problems, there's still conflict, there's still things that happen to both of them, but it doesn't happen because of each other. Like, you know, only good things come from what they do to each other. Like, of course, there's certain aspects of, like, people getting hurt within relationships, mm-hmm. but only good stuff came from that, if that makes sense. I wanted to showcase the aspect of a woman giving her soul before she gave her body. And... Yeah finding love through that before the other aspects because you know using your body and things like that it's not looked down upon that's a normal thing in a relationship and it's okay and I completely agree with that and I mean like I'm literally married for Christ's sake like you know what I'm saying but like (laughs) I think that it's important to know especially for young girls and boys that you don't have to give your body away to find love like you don't have to do that and a lot of fan fictions portray that I think which again some people find love that way. And I'm not crapping on that at all in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. But I think that it's good to showcase that, you know, there's other ways of this. And that healthy relationships are normal. Being yelled at by your partner every single day is not normal. Mm-hmm. That is not normal. It's not okay. It's not something you should look for. You shouldn't look for someone that treats you badly. And I feel like a lot of fan fictions portray that. And that's what I wanted to do with Cherry. And I think I did that very well. Um, if I have to <laughs> yeah. say so. Yeah, you, def- you definitely agree. Did. <laughs> and so that's one reason to read it is because, you know, I feel like it's very different than other fan fictions in the sense of what it stands for, what it means, the connections that you find to the characters and the aspect of the relationship in itself. Because, you know, there's genuinely not a moment in the story where Harry Styles is mean. To anybody no. unless he's jokingly hitting Mitch in the face or something <laughs> like he is not a mean person he is actually kind and it showcases who he actually is like I don't remember him getting mad once in this fan fiction there might have been a time where he did get angry at somebody else but he just got a little frustrated like it's it's very different yeah mm-hmm. it's, a and that's why it's a lot healthier I'd say yes <laughs> exactly 
yeah well thank you very much emma for doing this with us coming on our podcast it's been lovely talking to you and it's been a, a whirlwind <laughs> since we've been on here um so where can people find you where can they find your stories go ahead and plug everything <laughs> well you can find my stories on wattpad um I don't really know how to say my username. <laughs> just, just say it. It's, I'll just spell it out for you because yeah. I can't say it really. Because, okay, so it's F-U-X-K-I-N-G-H-A-R-R-R-Y. So it's like effing Harry, but with an X instead of a C, and there's three R's. Yeah. <laughs> a little complicated, but yeah, that's that. So that's my Wattpad um yes there will be other stories besides Cherry I've written a good few before Cherry and I'm going to write more after don't know what exactly but I will <laughs> and then um Instagram is just Emma Cantrell with three L's instead of two TikTok is Emma K Cantrell with three L's and then my um YouTube is just Emma Cantrell so you can find me on there I post all the time constantly <laughs> And I try to answer as many DMs as I can on all of the platforms and comments and things like that. So if you guys ever want to reach out, I will most likely try my best and I will try to talk to you guys. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, we've had a really lovely time talking to Emma. Um, we will leave all of the links that she's just mentioned in the podcast description. Um, and... Make sure that you follow this podcast, subscribe. Um, we're now available on multiple platforms. Um, and we also have an Instagram now. It's at the Little Women Podcast. And we post updates, uh, questions. So if you want to ask a future guest the question, we'll have it on there. Um, make sure to rate us five stars. And yeah, I think that's it. Thank you yeah. very much. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.